Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we are Success in the Shy Girl. We're visibility and success coaches. And we support introverted entrepreneurs just like you with actionable strategies to protect their energy and consistently move in the direction of their dreams. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Success in the Shy Girl podcast. Um, today, we're going to be talking about something we've been discussing behind the scenes here that we're excited to hit record and talk about right now. <laughs> so the idea of serving your audience and showing up for your audience versus uh, people pleasing. Yeah. Now, I think we need to be clear in terms of people pleasing. This is not us. We're not looking at this from like a psychological point of view there. I think there is some stuff in the in terms of the psychology world that looks at people pleasing as part of um, larger um, it, like larger things within psychology. Uh, that is not this that we're only talking about people pleasing in terms of entrepreneurship. So I think I just want to make that distinction right up the front. Like we're not clinical psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. We're not, that's not our wheelhouse, but we do understand from an entrepreneurship point of view, um, that sometimes entrepreneurs will people please because of their desire for success and their desire to have happy clients, which is a good thing. Right. I want to make sure that people understand that this is it's not a bad thing that you have happy clients, but it shouldn't be to your detriment. It shouldn't be at a cost to you in some way. We're going to talk about that a little in a little bit. But yeah. 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 The idea that like you do want you want to be polling your audience. You want to be discussing things with your audience. You want to know what kind of stuff that they're interested in without becoming overwhelmed and just trying to make everybody happy and doing this and this and this and pulling, spreading yourself so thin in so many directions, you know, keeping yourself focused and adding value, uh, without running around, um, feel, feeling that you're overwhelmed with yeah. that. So yeah, setting some boundaries. Yeah. So, cause I've, that's really what sort of separates the, serving your audience and sort of this people pleasing, you know, doing everything for everybody, including everything in all your offers. I'm going to talk about offers in a second. Um, but it's just a, it's, it's that, that boundary is sort of right in the middle. You've got your sort of two columns there, but sometimes that boundary can look really fuzzy, kind of faded. Like it's, it's sometimes hard to see. So let's actually talk about what serving your audience versus people pleasing looks like as an entrepreneur. And the way that I want to do it is in terms of when you're presenting some sort of offer. Um, you may have heard this in the past. This is something that we also, you know, we sort of subscribe to this philosophy of under-promising and over-delivering. It's actually a really great tool, like really great tactic for customer acquisition or client acquisition, client retention, client satisfaction, right? You, you yeah, so you under-promise and you over-deliver once they get on the backside of your offer, right? Like the they're they're in the door and you're now going to over-deliver. But what does that over-delivery actually look like? Uh, is that over-delivery costing you time? Is it costing you money or is it costing you emotional labor? That is the difference between serving your audience or serving clients 
and people pleasing. So if under the serving your audience, if you're using that over delivery as a strategy for customer satisfaction, uh, customer acquisition, customer retention, that is serving your audience because that over delivery is helping your client or customer get from A to B faster or more efficiently or for less money or for whatever it is versus that people-pleasing behavior, which is just, you just keep adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff until you're stretched so thin with your time, your money, or your emotional labor that you don't even want to do it anymore, right? You're bending over. It's that bending over backwards. So over-delivery in terms of an offer should always be strategic. It needs to, you need to have a very solid understanding why you're adding some sort of value booster. That might be a bonus. That might be a discount. There's a number of different things that it could be, but it's anything that that boosts the value of the core product in your offer. So is there a return on that investment of time, money, or emotional labor? Those are the three big ones. There's other stuff, but those are the three big ones that we like to talk about. Yeah. And you, you don't want to be costing yourself um, all that overwhelm. You want, your, you want to have raving fans without uh, feeling that you're being taken advantage of. And like Jen said, the best way to do that is to plan that out ahead. Like once you do your launch, have your offer, if people are asking you, oh, can I also have this? And can I have a discount? And can I, can I, can I? Those aren't things that you planned out ahead of time. That's not part of your strategy. Um, you can say no to that. You can have um, a boundary around what you're willing to to offer and what you're not willing to offer. And those those would be planned out ahead of time so that you do have your boundaries. You know, if like it can be something as simple as, you know, if you sign up by a certain date, you get this discount. And then if people ask for it after that date, you need to know ahead of time whether you're willing to say yes or no. Right. Yeah. To that. Um, so setting those boundaries up for yourself ahead of time is going to really, um, you, you can really over, uh, over deliver and, and, uh, offer something really amazing, uh, without, um, it costing you emotionally (laughs) and financially, it can cost you financially too. If people are continually asking for discounts, because you know what it, like they say, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? So sometimes people will just ask because, they're, you know, they're just asking. I mean, my son does this all the time, you know, with, with whatever is happening, he will always try to negotiate a better deal. And it just, he just, he can't help it. He just does it every time. So some people are just like that. It does don't take it personally, just know what your boundary is. You know, um, he'll say, well, can I have three donuts? You know, and I know you can, you can choose one treat. You know, I already know what my boundary is on that but he's going to push it. So you'll just, you'll just meet people like that all the time. And it is okay to already know what your boundary is on that to say, no, don't feel that. Oh, well, I guess I should have offered more, right? Know what you're Mm -hmm. offering, know what it is. Um, And that's going to really, you're going to serve your audience because you you need to be fair to to all the other people who are, um, you know, making a decision on whether or not they're going to choose this offer. If you're suddenly handing out discounts because someone asked for one, 
then, you know, then are you, you know, then you're not really serving the rest of your audience. So there's just different things that you have to keep in mind and set your boundaries up ahead of time. But like Jen said, there's lots of ways that you can over deliver and have these fun surprises built in to your offer um, and your service that, that can be fun and will create, you know, like great testimonials, um, having people coming back for more, recommending it to their friends or coming back next year for your program again, you know, that's, that's the kind of serving that you, you want these things to generate, um, as opposed to just giving, 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 and, oh, well, can I have that program too, since I've got this and, you know, it's the people pleasing or, well, oh, well, I, I really want this, but I would like it in a different color, you know, and it, oh, okay, well, I'll have to change everything and make it different colors. Like just know where, where your boundaries are. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the, the biggest thing. And in terms of knowing when to cross over your own boundaries and when not to, again, that's that strategic piece of things is knowing when it's okay to, to, I don't want to say the word violate because you can't, it's just it's a terrible word in terms of like the way that I'm thinking about it, but you don't, you don't want to violate your own boundaries when you have already made a strategic plan. Because like you said, Lisa, you're just going to stretch yourself super thin and you might lose time. You might lose money. I mean, you, you might lose really like just that emotional, you just might feel drained emotionally, mentally, all of those things. So it's knowing when it's okay to say, you know what, my boundary maybe was a little too firm here. And it's being strategic about when that, you know, when you're going to do that. Um, but again, it comes back to that, that strategic piece. Like, how am I doing the, like, how am I giving more to my audience without it being detrimental to me. You can continue to provide more value for your audience, provided you're you're not being negatively impacted, right? You didn't start this business to give the farm away. You didn't. You didn't, right? And if, and, and people feel pressured, uh, particularly in a really highly competitive space on the internet. And, you know, in the community where there might be people doing the same thing as you to go above and beyond to their detriment because they want to win and retain clients. But what happens is you, you start to give a piece of yourself away that's meant just for you. Well, that's not a good place to be in because you start you're to You're not winning anymore. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not. So yeah, it's just, it's knowing those boundaries and boundaries can look like a lot of things. They can look like office hours. They can look like contracts. They can look like, I don't know. Those are just the two that came to the top of my head. There's probably those more and I'll ones. probably think of them, but like those, those are two of the good ones. Um, uh, it's really, really important that you know what those are and that you really stick to those and only you only violate those boundaries of your, like the boundaries that you've set for yourself under very, very prescribed circumstances, right? You need to know, I mean, in order to know when to break boundaries, you need to know what those boundaries are, first of all. So make sure you've got solid boundaries in your business, uh, whether that is contracts, whether that is terms of service, whether that is a return policy, whether that is 
a refund policy, whatever those look like, you should have all of those things in place, right? You should have that stuff so that you know, this is the line and I'm only willing to cross it if X, Y, Z, right? Because there may be times where you're like, oh, that, like, that was not meant to happen. Even though my boundary is this, like this, there's, there's a weird situation. I mean, stuff is not necessarily like black and white. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to this kind of stuff, but you need to know where that boundary lies so that you can break it authentically and with integrity. Yeah. And I, I agree that the, um, having a contract in place is very important. Um, even in the last year, you know, we've, we've heard a few stories of, of, you, you know, different people's businesses are, are, you know, suffered this year. And sometimes people wanted a discount or a, sorry, not a discount, a, a refund. They would come back, you know, from a year or two and say, oh, well, I want this, I want my money back from that. Cause they're just trying, you know, they're trying to sort their own life out. So they're like, okay, well, if I can get my money back from there, get my money back from there. And if you had a contract in place um, and the time had run out on it or whatever the situation was, you could say no. Um, if you didn't have that contract, you might've had um, a few uncomfortable situations going on. So that's, that's something to think about too, because, you know, situations change for people and, and, you know, they can come back to you with different things. So contracts are really, really good so that, you know, and, and your clients know, your clients know what, what the uh, expectation is, you know, you expect this of them and, and you are willing to deliver this to them, you know, so those, yeah, those are good for, for both parties. Everybody wins with a contract yeah. really. Yeah. No, I do want to talk because we've talked about, you know, crossing our own boundaries a little bit. What happens when, you have solid boundaries in place, but you continually say, uh, okay, just this one time, but you say, ah, uh, just this one time, 10 times in a row, you start to set a new expectation. You're actually resetting the bar on that boundary. doesn't matter what's written on your website, what's written in your contract. If you're, if you're doing things that are maybe not aligned with that boundary all the time, then you, you, you're setting a new expectations for client, right? And a really great example of this, and you were talking about this before, you know, like we don't answer emails typically late at night, right? Because that's not our business hours. That's not when we're at our laptop or with our families, you know, and sometimes we get emails at like 1130 at night. There's no chance that Lisa or I are going to respond to it at 1130 at night, 1130 at night, because when um, when we start doing that, sometimes you get into this back and forth and then, you, you know, whoever's emailed, this might be for you too, right? <laughs> this is the collective us actually. Um, that client now thinks, okay, well, 1130 at night is a good time to talk, right? Mm. You sort of set that expectation for your client because you haven't been firm with that boundary around my office hours are nine to five or whatever they are. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, yes, that's the thing. Like people are welcome to send you messages, but they understand that you won't get back to them until you're back in, in, in your office um, yeah. or in your office hours. Right. Um, another thing I was going to say about boundaries. Yes. The um, having uh, your payment set up through, through your website or through whatever payment portal is another good way that you can 
keep from having to be giving discounts all the time. If you're just getting e-transfers or, you know, doing verbal contracts with people, that's when people start negotiating. If you have a payment set up um, on your, on your website or through whatever, however you have things set up, this is how you can pay. You can have a couple of options, like, you know, a one-time payment or like the three options or, you know, four months or however you want to spread it out. But there's, that's all set up. So there can't, you can't really be negotiating on that. So that's um, a way too to set boundaries for potential clients to know, okay, well, well, this is how I'm paying. And then they can go through and and pay just like they would through, through any kind of um, online order. Um, They wouldn't call up Amazon and ask for, um, you know, a discount if, (laughs) you know, this is the price and here's where you put in your stuff. So that's another way you can um, um, keep that set up. And and maybe, you know, if you wanted to set up a, a discount code for certain people for a certain reason, that would be a separate thing that you would negotiate with them um, as opposed to every single person coming through trying to uh, renegotiate pricing or, or whatever. Um, and that's, you know, their money mindset issues shouldn't be your problem, right? They should just, should just be very simple. Go, here's how you, how, here's how you sign up. Here's how you pay. Here's what you get. Know for yourself. Are you willing to negotiate? There are some things, yes, you'd, you'd be willing to negotiate, you know, a, a cost on. And then there are other things, particularly like the the handmade or the tangible products, like those, those are not negotiable, right? Like those, you've got caught like the cost of goods and all of this stuff that you need to cover, shipping, all that kind of stuff. But a service, maybe, right? You just, I, it's so hard to know. We don't know what your business is or you're listening to us over a podcast, but it really is going to depend on what your business is, what your offer is, but it does. It, it, it always comes back to, you know, knowing the difference between, am I serving my audience or am I people pleasing here? Like, am I expending energy? Am I expending money? Am I expending time with absolutely no return on that time, many or emotional labor or mental labor? I mean, if the answer is yes, you're expending that energy without any, any getting anything back, uh, you're probably into like a people pleasing column. I mean, it's certainly it's, that's a very, very simplistic view of it. And there are certainly confounding factors for some of this, but that really is what it's about. You know, am I doing the work with no return? Here's another example of, of a business that has set up, um, boundaries, um, uh, say a cleaning business. Uh, some people want, you know, extra services on certain weeks. Let's say like, okay, you're coming in to clean. Can you clean my oven? Uh, can you change my sheets? Um, will, will you clean out all the cupboards? These are all things that you could, those are reasonable requests. They're above and beyond. So I do know that there are a few cleaning companies that I follow that, um, those are extras, right? So you can say, uh, this week, I want you to change my sheets and, and clean out the oven. And you click on those and it tells you exactly how much extra it'll be. You know, it's just a little bit extra. And, um, but that sets up a nice expectation for both people, right? So the, the, um, the people who are coming in 
can see on the list, oh, this week they'd like me to do the extra sheets. And the homeowner knows, okay, I wanted the sheets done. It's going to cost me an extra $50 for, you know, getting all the sheets changed on the beds or, you know, $30 for, to clean out the stove or whatever the, the cost is. Both parties know what's going on. Like, okay, this week, this is on the list. And, and the homeowner knows, okay, if I want those things, I have to pay a bit extra. So th that's, and then there's no arguments. There's no negotiating. It's, this is the situation. This is set up and everyone is on the same page. So that's a really great example of how you can be clear about your expectations. Every, both parties know what's happening. Um, and nobody's, you know, feeling taken advantage of, I guess, is that sort of that emotional overwhelm piece is like, no one wants to feel taken advantage of. Yeah. I think that's a great way to kind of like sum up the whole thing. I, I like that example a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you have any questions or, or any uh, things you want to discuss on that, like feel free to send us an email. Hello at success in the shy girl. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got any stories related to that and, uh, we will answer in office hours. <laughs> yes, that we will. All right. Thank you so much for joining the conversation today. We will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us today. If you found value in this episode, please leave us a review and share it with a fellow introverted entrepreneur who would enjoy it. As always, wishing you abundance and success.